Talk Recorded live. Yo, what up, hip hop heads? This is your boy Fresh for Graffiti Talk Radio. I got my partner, Crime Bomber Club. Bomber Club, where you Right here, homie. I mean, you know the deal. Yeah, and uh, our guest today is Charles Ruthless Campbell. He was part of the New Orleans Underground Route Group. Ruthless Juveniles. He's going to tell us about his days with Mobile Records, Ruthless Juveniles, yeah. and what he got going on now. So, little Ruthless, man, it's good to have you on the show. Yeah, man, thank you, man. I appreciate that. What's up with y'all? And that's Yeah, just uh, starting <laughs> off, you know, uh, you know, I had this partner out of New Orleans, man, that he used to put me on to a whole lot of uh, music from New Orleans, you know, a lot of the underground music, and y'all was one of the ones who had the taste of head slid to me. You know, I ain't know nothing about Ruthless Juveniles until my partner told me about it. We called him D-Lo. His real name was Daniel, but we called him D-Lo. Man, I mean, he gave me the rundown on everything, man. Yeah, you know, so, up, man. Yeah, so, you know, starting everything off, man, where was you born at? Morero, Louisiana, yeah. on the West Bank side of New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, so um, so how, how was it coming up in the West Bank back in those days? I mean, back in those days, that's, you know, it's just like any other part of New Orleans. You know, in New Orleans, that's the East Bank side. You know, I'm from the West Bank side. Same old shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, You know, crime, drugs, you know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of us, you know, come up rapping in the hood and stuff like that. You know, just a normal life. In the hood, you know where I came up at, you know, right. on the West Bank, just like any other hood, man. You know, I'm from the hood. Right. So, yeah. Shout out to Robson so, Avenue, too, man. Yeah. And so when when did you decide to get into music? Oh, man. Man, I decided to get into music, man. Believe it or not, man, my mom had a studio in her house back in the day with a with, with an old 8-track tape player, one of those old tape players. She used to have yeah. a band come around. So, you know, when I saw that, you know, I used to go play around with the microphones and the drums and, you know, so I, that's when I first started, like, getting into music and really liking it, you know? Right. Yeah. So so your mama, she was in a band? Actually, my mama, a lot of people don't know, my mama was, in a, was on a record for um, a gospel record. She was a backup singer. A lot of people don't know that, but it's out there. I can't think of the name of the group, but she was on it, yeah. you know. So I've always been in that environment before I even got with mobile. Word, word. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and I got cousins that play instruments and drums and horns and all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. So when you so when when you finally got into the music and uh you started getting around. Who who all did you come across, man? In the in the artists from that area, yeah, came across who ended up becoming big artists themselves later on. Oh yeah, man. I mean, sure. I mean, like all the artists that I come across, I come across Chopper. Actually, I went to school with Chopper. He sat right behind me in math class, believe it or not. So, <laughs> Crazy. Right. I know um, Shift Wall Weeby. You know, me and him went to school. Together, um, one of the producers, I know y'all know him, um, Quarter Key, he a producer, he did some production for Kid Kid, 
Um, yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to school. Yeah, I went to school with him. You know, so it was a lot of us. Like we used to get in the circle and freestyle at a school called Morero Middle. You know, I know a lot of little rappers. I don't run across Fifth Wall Weezy. Man, I could just keep going on and on. You know, I know these dudes personally. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So did did you uh, come across uh, MC Pick? Not well. My dad told me about him. God rest his soul. Both of them. You know, okay. my dad. You know, my dad told me about him. You know, I heard how he used to freestyle. A lot of stories I heard about him, but I never actually came across him. Word, word. Okay. Now, so, so when did you finally hook up with Mobo? I was, I was twelve and a half when I met Mobo. I was twelve and a half when I come across him. I was buying. I used to always go to his store and and I would buy records out of there. Like when I first hooked up with him, when he found out I could rap, I was going to buy a Big Mike CD. That's so serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going yep. in there and cop that in the new doghouse posse, man. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was right. going in there. I was with one of my partners, you know, and he was, I was, I always did right. I did always rap, but I never wanted to really, like, do it like how I end up doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, he heard me just rapping to myself. I didn't even know, actually realize I was rapping out that loud. And he was like, say, man, you can rap after I purchase my CD. I'm trying to get out. And yeah, shout out yeah. to my boy, Bubba, Randy Martin. You know what I'm saying? He, um, Mobo was like, say, man, you be rapping? I was like, no. And Randy was like, Bubba, you know, Bubba said, yeah, he could rap. He'd be in his house with tape recorders. He just exposed me <laughs> right there on the spot. And Mobo was like, come here, man. And then I'll let you. You know, he gave me a track. He went and got a track. You know, long story short. He gave me a CD with, I mean, um, a tape with a track on it, and it was on from there. I came back with the demo, you know what I'm saying? Wow, that's tight. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so it was then that he had decided to sign Young? Well, actually, he was, he was calling himself uh, Developing Me first because, you know, when I met him, I was real young. I had to yeah. be about 11 or 12 when I met him around that age, so I didn't really drop nothing until I was 13. He didn't sign me. You know, it was all love. You know, we didn't even, you know, mobile was a street dude, so we, you know, we went off for, you know, just love straight out. You know, we street, you know, we going to do this here together. It wasn't about, you know, too much of the paperwork. I wish I would have, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Would have right. the paperwork because at the end of the day, I end up without, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. so, but you so, know you live and you learn. Yeah. So, uh, knowing, knowing what you know now, uh, when when you was a minor, when you signed on, was, was there some stipulations that you had to go by because you were so young? Not, not actually no, man. Because it was just like I used to get off from school and, and go to the record store, and my mom knew that I was just working there. She didn't actually know that was a record label with a studio next to it. You know, she yeah. didn't know. It was just like mobile was just trying to find some new some new sounds, some new rappers and I used to go they used to pay me to actually work in a record store. 
but I was actually, I do my homework and do the music there too. And just one day I just came out the blue and showed my mom the CD with my name on it. And she was like, what? No, like, what the? Like, yeah. you ain't tell me. And, you know, one thing led to another. But she was actually, my mom was cool. She was cool with it. You know, right. she was like, long as I wasn't in the street slanging drugs or getting hurt or nothing like that, she was cool with it. Because yeah. she heard the song. Actually, when I played it, and she heard it, she was like, what you talking? What you know about that? <laughs> I was 13, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how it happened, man. Yeah, so you you had started off with the lower level, the lower level organization. Yeah, well, that's the group. Yeah, what you say? Yeah, that, you you go ahead, man. Yeah, actually, you know, that's who I didn't, that's what I featured on. I featured on that album. That's the group Mobile. He's in. Him and Ace Nitty, they yeah. formed that group long time ago, way before I even hit the label. But um, that's that was the the album that he wanted to put me out there on. You know, he could have put me on a lot of stuff before that, but I guess yeah. he just felt it would be the right time for me and Lil Badness to do a song together because Lil Badness is on that song also. Me, him, yeah. Ace Nitty, and Mobile Joe. Yeah. So I was honored to do the song with Lil Badness because he's one of them that I looked up to, him being from Morero just like me. So, yeah. man, that, you know, that's how it came up. That's how it came about, man. Right. So when did you officially become a member of the Ruthless Juveniles? Well, um, believe it or not, man, when when I got with Mobile, I always have been a, a member. I just didn't feature on it. You know, that was his. His vision was to be like, okay, we got a little badness, we got a full shot, we got death on route the juvenile. He mm. wanted a, 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 a third rapper because, you know, death didn't actually rap. He did the production, yeah. like, you know. So he was like, man, I just, he, he wanted to put me that I need a little guy who's going to get on here and talk some street stuff from being around some street dudes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I always had been a member. But by the time the second album came out, yeah. mom was like, you know, you should be getting some money. So then word, word. she got caught and all of that involved. And so I ended up not being with him. She took me away from him. And I was supposed to be on the second Rootley Juvenile, you know. Hardest, but, um, the hardest yeah. fuck yeah, with the hardest the fuck too. I was supposed to be on that way. It was gonna be me and Brandon, and production by um, Death and a couple other producers, even Ice Mike. Shout out to Ice Mike. But um, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. Um, Mom got the um lawyers and all these people to try to yeah. sue the dude, but you know she didn't know no better. It was everybody trying to come up. She just, you know, she was looking at rappers on TV like, like NWA. Those people. They making money. Like, why are you not making money? She didn't realize we was local. We didn't have no big distribution. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. this man was trying to make a million. He didn't have a million. You know, word, right? Word. But um, that came to pass, and I ended up getting back with the label when I made like 15, 16, something like that. Word. Yeah, okay. went through a lot. Man, so um. What, was you able to go out and do any shows around that time? Oh, yeah. I mean, 
we did a lot of shows. Like, well, when I was 13 years old, my first show I opened up for Warren Easton High School. It was a little talent show Joe put me in. I was scared as hell, man. I ain't lying out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would be honest with you. Some people Word. say they don't get nervous. I was, man, I was nervous as hell. But I, um, <laughs> he used to put me in little talent shows and, you know, little spots where they might have younger, with a younger crowd. Like, he know people that know people. And, you know, if they're having a party, I go there and I spit there at the party. And he'd throw me a few dollars, you know, just to get me into the field. By me being so young, I couldn't actually get in club. Yeah, but, yeah. At 13, you know, then a few years later, as he went to growing, he knew people, know people. And, like, when I made, like, 14, he'd sneak me in there. You know what I'm saying? I could sneak yeah. in a club and just do it. You know, it's raw down here. Some people, you know, clubs, some clubs just let you in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at that time, they like, come on, man, y'all do y'all thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how it went, man. Yeah, so... Uh, when the so, can you give us a rundown on the the members who was in the the ruthless juveniles? Oh from, man, that's yeah, from hardest to fuck to the new beginning. Okay, from hardest to fuck, the first album it was just um, Lil Badness and Full Shot and Dead. He was on the production, but the group, right. the rappers was um, Lil Badness and Full Shot on the second. Hard as the fuck too. It was basically a um, how much? It's an album with Brandon. It's him. It's mostly just surrounded by him because I was supposed to be on that album, but when all that happened, a lot of things changed. So he did the album. It was a lot of it was written by Full Shop too. He used some of Full Shop's song. And they just got a lot of other features with like Melakai Slim. Shout out to Melakai Slim and. You know, um, they had um, the guy from Final Approach was, you know, he had a lot of features on it, but um, it was just actually him at the time, you know, in production by Ice Mike and and, and, um, Debt, you know, and a couple other producers, Rock, shout out to um, Rock. um, Yeah, but it was just basically him, you know, because at the time, Foshaw was doing the prison bid, you know, so. It was just little badness at that time. And then we end up coming back during the third Rootly Juvenile album. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that one, but nah. the new beginning. Yeah, the new okay. See, and, and I only heard a couple of songs off of that one, but I remember the distinctive album cover with the building blocks and the gun. Yeah, 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 man. yeah, that's it, that's it, man. That's the one I was on. And like you asked me about, the, all of the members, see, on the new beginning, that was a whole nother group. Like Joe, that's when Lil Badness ended up going to prison, and Mobile only did it to give the people what they want, the fans, because, like, we actually used to get fan mail, and we local. Like, we get a lot of fan mail. People yeah. think all they like large companies and large rappers, like big rappers, like 50 cent or somebody just get piles of mail, but we used to get fan mail. And we were opening, he was like, the, the fans would be like, man, when y'all going to do another Ruler Juvenile? We had done the Doghouse Posse, Final Approach, that Cheeky Blackman can't have come out under us. 
Um, Ricky yeah. B had drop albums. Mobo did compilations with songs from Rootless and Doghouse. So people want another album. So what he did was just like he just formed another group, which I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't with doing it like that. You know, I was like, you know, just wait, see what happened with Brandon and let me and him hook up and, you know what I'm saying, at least have some originality to it. At that time, that's when I start opening my mouth and putting my insight on, you know, on yeah. what's going on. But sure. actually, I'm going to be honest with you, it was a decent little album. It was like some young dudes. We all was young. We was hungry. And I, I feel it was actually just, it could have been better. I actually think he just threw it out there because of the name and not because, you know, yeah, he, yeah, you know, sure. it was just the name. He was giving them what the, he was giving them what the fans want. You know what I'm saying? He was doing it for the fans. And that's what I respect sure. about him, but at the same time, it could have been better. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, but sure. um, like I said, the other members was me, Glock, and Kano. And um, see, they was in a group called the Anno Click, but then he ended up putting them with me, you know. He was going to do a solo album on me called It Pays to Be Rootless. That's where I got that album from. Well, you know what well, I'm saying? So yeah. that's, you know, it just was mixed. He just throwed it out there in the wind to sell some records right quick. You know what I'm saying? And do it for the fans. Right. Well, so was uh, Mobo Joe, was he trying to find in the distribution for the label? Actually, we we had some distribution. We had some deals on the table, believe it or not. We actually had some, like, deals on the table. It wasn't the best deal, but, I mean, you know, he didn't want to take them. I mean, he he had actually went out of town, talked to Curtis Blow. Um, we yeah. talked to some people. Yeah, man. Yeah, he Curtis Blow sent him to Los Angeles to a game and everything. But Curtis never showed up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Yeah, Curtis never showed up. Yep. And um, he had talked to Interscope. He had talked to Solar. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Solar. Solar yeah, Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we actually met with them. We actually went to, um, what is it? They was happen to be in Texas. They had an artist on there. I was young, too. I can't believe I still remember this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they had an artist. Her name was A.M. Dre. She was, like, on had, like, a little West Coast style. Word. And um, I met with A.M. Dre, and we met with Solar. You know, they wanted to give us some distribution, but that didn't work out. So we had talked to Interscope, Solar, um, even Rabbitivity and Priority. Believe it or not, though, a lot of people don't know that, but we actually, Mobile actually had talked to those people, but, they wasn't talking what he was talking. Right. You know? So look, okay, so look, tell me, what what, what year was, was all this going on? That was in, when we talked to Solar, that was in 90, 93, 90, 94. 94, we had talked to those people in 1994. And wow, then okay. um, around the time, um, let's see, when we talked to Interscope, that was in 97, like when the New Beginning had came out, when that album came out. We had talked to Interscope and 
um, Relativity, man, Relativity, they was um, about to distribute G-Slim at the time, and Mobile right. ended up getting some kind of connection and talking to them, and, you know, but it just never worked out, you know, right. and that was around the time that was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, by y'all being from the West Bank, Big Boy Records was from around the West Bank, too. Did, did y'all get to intertwine with some of them artists over there? Nah, we never did no music with them. Nah, we, you know, at that time, everybody was doing their own thing. At that time, no labels. It wasn't like Cash Money or Feature with Big Buck. Well, they was beefing anyway. But, right. um, <laughs> you know, um, it was just like everybody was just trying to do their own thing and hold their own. We never, like, we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? It just, it never happens when you got... People with egos, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the kind yeah. of guy Mobile was, he was like, man, look, man, we're going to do this here like this, man. This is how we doing it, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to ask them to grow for nothing. This and that, yeah. we ain't asking them niggas for nothing, you know what I'm saying? And then after yeah. not getting these deals, he was like, man, we're going to just do this shit ourselves, man. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, Then that's when he ended up getting distribution with Big Easy Distribution. So, but we never really got nothing major. We got close to it, but, you know, they was trying to sell us wood nickel, so he said, fuck <laughs> Yeah, right. 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 Yeah, and so around that time, uh, Tim Smooth, he did a little work for Mobo, too, so what what was his role at the label? Was he an artist or was he a ghostwriter? Oh, he was an artist, man. And, man, rest in peace, Tim Smooth, man. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man, that's one of the best dudes you ever want to meet, man. Nicest guys you ever want to meet. But he was an artist on the label, man. You know, he came well, up. Um, the guy, um, Chuck from Big Boy. Um, I think he was in prison. Don't quote me on this, but um, I think he was in jail at the time. Well, and him and Mobile was on the phone talking and. It was some kind of deal that they had made, but that's why Tim ended up coming over and doing that album for Mobile. I don't know what deal they had between, you know, between Mobile and um, Charles Temple. God, um, rest in peace to him. Yeah. But um, that's how Tim ended up coming over to Mobile, and he did an album, you know, and it was good, too. I was glad yeah. he was around because I looked up to him, too, like, Man, I used yeah. to hang with him a lot, and he was actually an artist on the label, you know? Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I know for a little while he was a uh, a ghostwriter on Big Boy, but when I had first heard of Tim Smooth, he was on rap a lot at the time. Right. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, when I started researching him, I went back and realized that he was from New Orleans, you know, right up the road from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So... So look, by uh, y'all being ruthless juveniles, did anybody ever get the names confused, like with ruthless juveniles, and then you had ruthless records on the West Coast? Nah, nah, I never heard that one, man. I never, nobody never confused us with ruthless right. records and ruthless juveniles. But what we right. did get confused with, when we used to go do shows out of town. And like Cash Money was that's when they went to pumping with the with the hot boys then, you know. 
before yeah, the yeah. Hot Boys album came out and, and Juvenile was doing this thing. Well, we go out of town and then we'll post our posters up or come in and have our shirts on that say Rule the Juvenile. And the, and the girls will run up and be like, hey, y'all with Juvenile? Be like, no, man, we the Rule the Juvenile, man. Y'all tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, there's a whole nother label right here. You know, they're confused, you know. And one time, yeah. I'm just going on and on, but look, I'm going to tell you this story. One time we was in we was in Pensacola, Florida. We had on our shirts. We were doing the signing at this record store. And, man, some girl, she come out the blue. She ain't know who the hell was that. She just came and I there, walk up, like, which one of y'all BG? I'm like, she's like, oh, that's BG right there. She's pointing at me. She's pointing at me like, that's BG. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm a little rootless. You got the wrong group. <laughs> but I still signed the poster for her and gave her, you know, I gave her a little poster, like, you know, gave her a disc, told her to come check us out. But, yeah, we used to get confused with Juvenile a lot. And by wow. being young boys, they'd think we was the hot boys because the hot yeah. boys was in town, too. Like, nah, don't get it twisted, love. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but shout man. out to Juvenile and the Hot Boys, man. They did they did it big for New Orleans, man. I love them boys. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, not so much of that, you know, you know, cash money, no limit. You know, they they did it, did it big for New Orleans, but I mean, it was just so many labels that, that, that came through New Orleans, man, that really put a whole lot of y'all on. You know, I mean, yeah. Uh, Mobo, you had Big Boy, you had uh, Untouchable, you had Parkway Pumping. You know, yeah, you had all, yeah, you, a lot of these labels here was the stumping ground for a lot of those guys who ended up, you know, going to No Limit, you know what I'm saying, and, and blowing up. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, a lot of labels, man, a lot. Yeah. And so looking back on that now, looking looking back in that era, uh, do y'all ever do you ever feel like that it should have been some type of a coalition? You know, cause you know, like in Houston, you know, you you, you had the, the screwed up click and you had the South Park Coalition. In Chicago, right. you know, you had the drama war. So you know, just looking back on it, do you think like in New Orleans, even though y'all was doing y'all own thing at that time, but just looking back, do it seem like man, we'd have just had a coalition and came together? You know what? Could it came out of it. Yeah, man, I'm getting a chill from you telling me that because I actually <laughs> think that would have been good. That would have been great. You know what I'm saying? Like, for for us to, like, get somebody, like, you get, like, a, a, a G Slim with a, with, with a Soldier Slim, you heard me? And, and, yeah. and, and, and get Lil Badness and then get somebody, like, Little Rootless, BG, and, and, and somebody like, like, who else? Like, they got a lot of little young rappers, like me, BG, Juvie, and, and, and Kano, and, you know, and little Bang, yeah. and Shad get together and actually do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, that would have been good. I, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it, bro. If we would have did something like that, I mean, New Orleans probably would really be on the map. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really. Exactly. Yeah, because... um. I was down there in New Orleans a couple of months ago for a music business seminar, and uh, me and one of the other guys was talking, and we was like, you know, with the rich music history that New Orleans got, it's just a shame that it, it, it got overlooked by the majors. And you know what I mean by that? Okay, look at Nashville. 
you know, Sony Universal, all of them got a, a sub label for country in Nashville. You see what I'm saying? You know, how right. come a couple of these majors couldn't at least put one or two sub labels in New Orleans, seeing the rich music history that was right there? You know, because right, I feel like, yeah, it could have been New Orleans or, or at least Houston. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, man. I don't, I don't even know where that went with, you know, with, yeah. with New Orleans and, and those labels. You know what I'm saying? You know, we got a way of doing our own thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't, right. I, I couldn't even, to be honest with you, man, I couldn't even answer that question right there for you. You know, why <laughs> they didn't do it like that. You yeah. know, right. rich as our music scene is, like, you know, jazz started here. We got a lot of good rappers. Like, that just one I couldn't even answer for you, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bumble Clark, you got something you want to ask, man? Oh, yeah. Who was uh, Ace Nitty? Oh, Ace Nitty, man. That's the homie. <laughs> That's the homie right there, man. Shit. I miss Ace Nitty. Oh, that's, that is Mobile's, I'm going to say, that's his niece's husband, ex-husband okay. now. But, you know, okay. he yeah. have a daughter for Mobile's niece. You know, but him and Mobile been tight. You know, they ran the streets together. But yeah, yeah. man, that's the homie right there. He's still kicking in the hood. That's cool. <laughs> was the, he? Was he one of the original? Patch on his eye too. <laughs> was he one of the original members? Like one of the first artists signed to Mobile, or was it like, like how how did he get? I mean, I know they was cool, but how did he get on Mobile? Was he just signed as a rapper? Well, actually. Mobile and Ace Nitty started it together. Okay. But, you know, and a lot of people don't know that. But nah, I didn't. Ace Nitty and Mobile started that together. That's how it was supposed to be. But, you know, one thing led to another. You know, you got somebody with more money than the next person. You yeah. know, then and you bring other people in. And, you know, and then Mobile, you know, Ace Nitty just fell back and just played the rapper scene. You know, he just played it like that. It wasn't no fuss. It wasn't nothing big, but that's yeah. just how it was. You know, he was like, fuck it. I'm going to just do my rap thing. That's what I do anyway, you know. Yeah, he sure. wasn't really too focused on the business side anyway, so Mobile took that, you know, and, and he just did the business. But Ace Nitty, he just, you know, he was just an artist on the label. Word. You know, right, right after the first lower level, yeah. 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 Wow. So look, uh, in your opinion, what, how Mobile stood out from the other labels? You know, what y'all brought to the table that made y'all different? Well, I mean, you could actually listen to it. You could you could put on <laughs> you could put on a, um, a Mobile record CD, and you could put on a Big Boy CD and a Cash Money CD, and any other label from New Orleans. And you're going to be able to tell that's us. Because right. you're going to tell by the production. You know, it, it, it was lo-fi. It was real gangster. Because yeah. back then, a lot of dudes, I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of dudes from the East Bank on New Orleans, in New Orleans, they was bounce rappers. Even Soldier yeah. Slim was a bounce rapper. We were the only yeah. ones really talking about going in your house, busting your head. And you know what Word. I'm saying? We were really yeah. talk. We the only one. Long time ago, everybody on the other side was like, "Shake for your hood, nigga, fall for that." You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. rapping like that. 
but on our side, that's what made us stood out. We, you know, you listen to our production. We got samples and yeah, screens so. in the back like people wasn't doing that. That's how you knew that was mobile. You could put on the mobile album, you're going to know that was us. And that's what I like about us. That's what I like what we was doing. We didn't sound like nobody else in the world. Now, accent, that's the only way you knew. But you, you know mobile record records. Yeah. Right. The sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, Mobo, is he still doing music? Mobo Joe? Nah, man. Um, Mobo done just, you know, he done laid back, man. Uh, um, he, um, his son had passed away, you know, rest in peace oh. to Lil Mobo. But um, he just, you know, it got to the point, you know, when you've done something so long, you know, and, and, um, it didn't just come out how he had planned it, you know, and he wasn't actually making the money that he was, you know, that he wanted, that he was looking for. Yeah. So right. He, he just he just left it alone, and then after him going to the feds, you know, he went to the feds and, and, and just, you know, other people who were supposed to be his partners messed over him with his own business, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he got out of jail, he basically had to rebuild it again. He basically rebuilt it again and dropped that one little album called Federelli, and that was it after we did that. But right now, he just he got a trucking company. That's what he's doing now. Last okay, time I man, seen that's him. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. So, Mobo, tell everybody, uh, you know, tell us what you got going on nowadays and how people can reach you. Oh, man, you can reach me up right, right now. Um. I got um some stuff that I'm working on that I'm writing. You know, I got right. I'm writing to the beats. You know, I'm talking to different people, other rappers, rappers not just from down here. Rappers, you know, that Facebook something else. Back in the day, we didn't have that. So right, I could exactly. actually talk to other rappers, like New York rappers. Um, they got a, a a DJ from New York, um, DJ Chuck Massacre. Shout out to DJ Chuck Massacre up there in NY. He Gave me the opportunity to do a couple of um, songs on his mixtape. Um, That's him, him and Tech Murder and After Rebel, they up there in New York. Um, talk to them. We gonna do some stuff together. I still got some stuff that I need to send to them that I ain't never sent to them. But um, right. yeah, but like I was saying, you can reach me at um, Facebook.com, um, Lil Rootless 504, Twitter, Lil Ro- everything Lil Rootless 504. You know what I'm saying? Right, Twitter, right. Instagram. Um, you can reach me at, um, you can check me out on um, brickjunglerecords.webly.com. I'm on there. That's my little website. You know, if you want to hear my mixtapes, I got a mixtape that I put together. It's a mixtape with um, a mixture of unreleased songs and some released songs, even mobile on there. You know? Right, um, right. It's called hey, a mix-up. So you would go to that tip, um, Everything on my um is on my website. You go to that Piff, you get my SoundCloud page on my website. You know, you're gonna be able to check out that the compilation that I put together. But um yeah, I'm still cooking up something, you know. That the first stuff I just did on my own, you know, I kinda like was so anxious just to put something out and I kinda feel like I rushed it. I know I could do better. Well, you know what well. I'm saying? Right. But um, I, I'm cooking up something better. I, I just want these niggas out here to know. Don't get it twisted. I ain't going nowhere. This is my family. 
this yeah. is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep on doing it. You know what That's I'm saying? Tough. Like I just posted something and said I'm gonna be on my deathbed, still trying to spit something. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Real talk. Yeah. yeah. Believe that. Yeah. So look, we had our other host who had just checked in. Uh, thank you, thank you. You got something you want to ask? Whoa. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He on now. Okay. Well, all right. Well, um, well, with that being said, man, give us your opinion about um the difference with the the industry how it was back then and the way it is now. Oh man, like I said, this this social media, the difference, like like back like. Today, bro, everybody a rapper. I know <laughs> that's the difference. Like, dude, I I know dudes that I've been knowing all my life, and they rappers now. When we was in school, you wasn't no rapper. <laughs> you know, Facebook come up. You know what I'm saying, dude? I know dudes just starting to just really to start getting in the game, and they they like 29, 30 years old. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you hop in, like, you just hopping in at 30-something. You got to look. Like, I, I, I did it at 13. I started right. from 13, you know, and I'm still doing it. I feel I have a right to keep on doing it right. as long as I live. But if you 30 years old and you just hopping in the game, come on, man, stop <laughs> it. Like, stop it. Be real with yourself. That's all I be saying. You know, I be telling these niggas, dog, be real with yourself. That's why the, and the, what makes the game crazy. It's just so easy for anybody to put it out. Like back then, we had to pay for our studio time, yeah, pay for yeah. our posters. Um, yeah. You know, we had to pay for our posters, pay for our distribution, you know, send it right, ship it to CD Baby on paper in a package, and they yeah. send it back to you in boxes. But now you don't, need, you don't even have to do that. All you need is a computer and a microphone and an interface, and anybody could be a rapper. Right. You know, and then you could just take it, upload it on iTunes, somewhere like that, one of those platforms or something, and there you go. You got a brand new rapper, some nigga out the blue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah, I, sure. I've seen this. Hey, hey y'all see when y'all ask me that question, y'all, done, y'all got me going off because, dude, I've seen rappers from Maine. Like, nigga from the state Maine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? Hey. South Dakota, like, dude, where you coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's crazy. And then what, what make it different, you know what I'm saying? They got this social media and you got Facebook, Twitter, and, you know, all these cats, anybody could rap. You know, you could just make your own little poster and post it and share it and share it. We we couldn't do that back in 94. We had to right. actually go, we had to drive to Florida and put up our posters. Yeah, you ain't got to do that now. You could just make a post and share it with a whole bunch of fucking people from Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, niggas got it good, bro. Yeah, and I mean that. And you know, and I, and I feel you 100% on that, man, because, you know, I had started doing the music thing when I was around that age, too, when I was 13. And, uh, you know, just life situations kept throwing me off, and I'm like, well, here I am, I'm 35 now, so I'm like, you know, I might as well take another approach, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just be on the, the, the back end of it, you know, because I found myself, like, in the business side more than the artist side, in a way. 
You right, know, because, and, I mean, you know, everybody don't have to be an artist. I mean, you could just be a DJ. You could be a promoter. You know what so I'm You could do something. You could still make your mark in the industry and don't have to be an artist. Exactly, bro. And, and that's what I'm trying to do, man. You know, I'll I be talking to artists from all over, you know, because, you know, a lot of guys I know, and I'm talking about guys that I'll be trying to get to do something, put something out, everybody jumping from one place to another. One minute they down with you, next minute they not. They over here, they over there. There's no unity no more. Like you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like exactly. and, and I'm talking about. They got niggas that's in my family. You know, I, like niggas don't get together and actually really want to do something, no matter what. They got niggas right. in my family, like close friends. You get with them, you tell a nigga some old wild shit. Nigga don't want to fuck with you no more. Nigga, I'm only telling you that because I love you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You my homie. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell no nigga no shit he wanna hear. I'm gonna tell you right. what you need to hear. I'm not exactly. gonna tell you nothing just to make you feel good because you want somebody to make you feel good. I'm gonna tell you how the fuck what you what need to be heard. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. If yeah, I exactly. tell you dog, that shit not gonna work. It's just not gonna work. Uh oh, right. nigga wanna hear a little rudeness, you know what I'm saying? Think I'm tripping. How the fuck I'm tripping? I've been doing this since I was thirteen. I know when I'm about to run up into a fuck situation. Right. When I see a nigga about, I'm not about to let nobody fuck me, you know what I'm saying, with no grease, nigga. I ain't let nigga sure. fuck me with grease, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to let no nigga sell me no wooden nickels. I don't care what no, I do this shit myself, though. It's too easy. It's too yeah. easy. And I'm going to keep on pushing, though. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So, my, yeah. Like I said, dog, like I said, my name, I already got a little name out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no 30, 40-year-old nigga just jumping yeah. into the game trying to get it out there. I got a track right. record. So whatever them niggas doing, fuck them. They let, I'm going to let them do them. Fall back. Y'all can fall back if you want. But my name already implanted in the game. I'm one right. of these niggas who, you know, when they think of West Bank rap or New Orleans, my name just might come up in that. You know what For I'm sure. saying? For Believe sure. that. For sure. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, man. So, you know, now all of the projects that you got, man, you know, you need another platform, man. You can just reach out to us, man, and we'll just we'll help you promote it. Oh, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Most definitely, man. I'm glad y'all hit me up on this. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is the start of something new right here. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, already, man. Yeah, so uh, anything else somebody want to? Want to bring up? Oh. Hey, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, nice to This is Janky. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Um, um, before we leave, I just wanted to know uh, when you were growing up, who did you um play? In in you know, who did you? What kind of music did you listen to? You know, who who was your uh, favorite rapper? Uh, well, my um. When I first come out, I listened to L. My favorite song was I'm Bad from LL yeah. Cool J. Oh, yeah. That's when I fell in love with hip-hop right there. But then okay. NWA came out, and that's when I was like, okay, they talking mm-hmm. the stuff that I see. Right, you know? right. And then, and then when I heard Lil Badness from Rootly Juvenile, and he's from the same place I am, I'm like, yeah. yes, this is what the hell I want to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Already. Hood is me. So that's what I was bumping. LL, NWA, and the first Rules of Juvenile album. Already. Already. Yeah. Oh, and the, oh, and the Ghetto Boys. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Believe that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So there you have it. Everybody got another hip hop backstory told by another hip hop legend, and it was brought to you by Graffiti Talk Radio. We don't talk about it because it didn't happen yet. So peace and may old school hip hop live forever. Yeah. Good job. <laughs>